A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Calling all Gen Xers. Were you born in the 1970s or early 80s? Have memories of getting up early to watch cartoons on Saturday mornings? If you can name all of the original MTV VJs, you have found your podcast. Hosted by filmmaker, DJ, and lover of all things analog, Roy Turner. As we take you back to a simpler time of your biggest concern was asking Santa for an Atari or Nintendo for Christmas. We bring you all the spoils of being a kid in the generation of excess and a teenager heading towards a new millennium with all the music, games, movies, and events that shaped us proudly as Generation X as we celebrate growing up 80s and groomed in the 90s. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Growing Up 80s and Groomed in the 90s. I'm your host, as always, Roy Turner. Joining me to my left is my mother, Patricia. Mom, how the hell are you? I'm great. What year are we going to be talking about? 83. A very significant year for you and Nikki, who was here last year when we did 1982. Unfortunately, we were, we were missed that she was unable to make it tonight. In 1983, I turned nine, and you turned 39. <laughs> it was the last year of your 30s. Oh, no. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Okay? No, I don't want to. In March of 1982, we moved into a very special place we call Grayback. A very, very special time and place for us. And we always talk about how we spent two perfect summers there last year we documented 82 we're going back to 1983 mm -hmm. we're at apartment three it's just me you and nikki mm -hmm. okay for that second glorious summer when you think of 1983 what's the first thing you think of i think of our friends and outside our apartments grilling together we'd gather around the pool and we'd have a great time and it was just like one big happy family nothing can ever really beat that first one but in 1983, a lot of things happened. I'm seeing 83 through the eyes of a child. Right. Gen X latchkey kid watching daytime television. So The Price is Right was a big deal. And we wanted to say Bob Barker passed this year. He's just short of 100 years old. Bless him. There was a game called Plinko. We have a new game that we are adding to our agenda in which the contestant can win as much as 25 let it come down between those pegs. How were you hearing music in 83? Television, MTV. Instead of turning your radio on, you turned your TV on January the 3rd. The very next day, the world first heard Sweet Dreams from the Eurythmics. Oh, really? Take what? it for me. Sweet dreams are made of this. The sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. The perfect pop song. The lyrics do not rhyme. It's like a poem. If I were to speak it to you, sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody is looking for something. It is, yeah. Do you remember the video? Mm -hmm. Where Annie Lennox, such a badass. I, I love her. I, I know that she was really smart. Remember, she was wearing like a suit. Her shirt was short. Bright orange. A week later, Fraggle Rock debuts. Remember, it was mm -hmm. kind of like an offshoot of, uh, of, the, of the Muppets, the Jim Henson production. Mm -hmm. 
Four days later, on January the 14th, the world first hears 99 Luft Balloon. Two days later, Mama's Family debuts on television. We were excited about it because it was a bit of a Carol Burnett show reunion. Mm -hmm. Carol Burnett played Eunice. Mm -hmm. Mama was Vicki Lawrence. The very next day, the 18th. Debuts. Oh my God. Who was the main character in the movie? Mr. T? Or That's right. Okay. So A, Baracus. B, A standing for bad ass. Bad attitude, but uh -huh. there's one toy I had to have again. I was only willing to buy it if it was still in the box. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I do remember it. What does it mean to you to see that again? That's pretty The original Galoob Mr. T has, it has come home. <laughs> that that kitchen there, Greybeck. Oh, yeah, I love that stove. <laughs> that hot point stove. Yeah, really. I cook better than any stove I've ever had. Mr. T cereal. Mm -hmm. was on top of that refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking of whenever we got to, to go into that apartment that day. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, you know, the, our dining room right outside of the, the, the kitchen there. Mm -hmm. And I can remember you and I being in that kitchen and opening that little fridge and the smells coming out of that tiny little last kitchen and pouring myself a bowl of Mr. T cereal and sitting at my place at that table. Mm -hmm. And you could go to McDonald's that day, for the very first time, and try their brand new product, the McNugget. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I tell you that everything started in 83, it's crazy, isn't I it? I know. Moving on to February, Journey's album Frontiers comes out. The video was like shot at Home Depot or something. You remember <laughs> this? Low budget. They're at Lowe's. Find wood. <laughs> but this is where the skating rink thing began for oh. me. Two days later... On February the 3rd was the final episode of a show that we loved so much. Do you remember The Greatest American Hero? Oh, God. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I know this song, yeah. Look. We loved the show. <laughs> and I, I cried when this, this was the final episode. Oh. Unfortunately, something else comes to an end, and that unfortunately was the life of Karen Carpenter. Her and her brother sang together, and they were very popular. They were called the Carpenters. The next day, remember, shows had these like special episodes uh -huh. where suddenly they were taking on some heavy shit. And it was uh -huh. in two-parters. Everybody knows the Different Strokes episode called The Bicycle Man. Uh -huh. The older guy, uh -huh. Arnold's best friend, Dudley, go to a bicycle shop. The guy from WKRP in Cincinnati is the owner of the bicycle shop who turned out to be a fucking petter ass. Uh, right? If you were of my generation, when you say the bicycle man, we all know what you're talking about. Because uh -huh. it scared the fucking shit out of all of us. Uh -huh. And in conjunction, the same day, Nancy Reagan started her ill-fated and uh, half-baked Just Say No. That's all you gotta do, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. No pressure, no nothing. Just, exactly. just, just say no. Something I'm dying for you to recount. On February the 11th, Kiss <laughs> yes. came not to Little Rock, no, but Pine to Bluff. Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and you and a Greyback resident, <laughs> our good friend Bob Power, invited you to walk me through the whole thing. 
they lived there in Grayback, him and his wife. The three of us got to be pretty good friends. Why would he have invited you? Was something going on between you and Bob? N not really. Okay. And you want me to tell you why? Why didn't you go with him and not his wife? I don't know. <laughs> they were swingers, and I didn't know it. The plot thickens, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He says, my wife says no to you because she likes you. It was like a day or two before the concert. He had no one to go with. How far is it from Little Rock to Pine Bluff? 40 miles, I think. I remember sitting at that stone table in the middle of the courtyard. Joe and I are sitting in the, in the courtyard. We were halfway there, I think, and he had to turn around and come back. He forgot his leather fucking jacket. He must have been pretty young, because why the fuck would you have come all the way back to get, to get for the jacket, jacket. Unless, that, unless you were in, concerned about such things. Y'all were gone forever, and I was like, what are you doing? You didn't even get out of the car. He ran to the breezeway, mm -hmm. he went up the stairs, and he goes, I can't see Kiss without this. <laughs> we were cracking up at this dude. It wasn't that I liked Kiss's music. We were just going on an adventure. We had a great time, but the, oh my God, speakers were this tall. And we were standing right next to him. My, so, I couldn't hear a thing for a week. Bob and his wife moved out after a while. And like a Saturday or Sunday, and everybody was sitting around in our living room. And Dorothy sticks her head in the door, and she says, Look who's here. And Bob walks in. And, and he picked me up and swung me around. I remember, I, I remember. I never saw him again. And I don't know if they divorced. I don't know if what happened. Have you ever tried to look him up on Facebook or anything? I never thought about it. And Bob Power isn't that obscure of a name. I like Bob. I did he was too. a fun guy. I did too. Yeah, he was. I don't know where they moved to. Nothing. There was a time when we were actually at Meadowcliffe. Mm -hmm. But not in 1978... But in like 1985, sometimes he would drive to that neighborhood and go, that mm -hmm. was the house you were born in, mm -hmm. and this is the house. But, but you know, I called that one like the greenhouse because it was green, and mm -hmm. the other one was kind of a yellowish type. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. But Tommy reminded me that the reason why we were over there, when Dorothy and Dave and their children, Samantha and Mark, moved, mm -hmm. they moved to Meadowcliff, not far from where we actually used to live, really? and stayed in touch with Dad. And one day, me and him and Tommy went over to see their house in Meadowcliff. I had a really nasty spill on my bike. Looking back on it, should have gone to the yard. It was traumatic. I never wanted to show weakness in front of him, but I was like kind of flipping out, right? And I have a memory that Samantha and Mark were playing in that, that park that was next door where the school was. I don't remember him even telling me he saw them or yeah. anything. Okay. Now, February 28th, the final episode of MASH. Oh, did yeah. you Were you watching MASH in 83? This goes back to my brother. <laughs> yeah. He saw the movie, right? And he loved that movie. This was in California. And I was in high school. We would walk down the street, and this department store had a TV in the window. The reason we were walking across the street was to watch MASH. And so later on, I watched MASH all the time. It ran for, you think, 12 or 13 It years. ran for a long time, and then you could see it in syndication also. I went on to love MASH, and I knew the person actually I have to thank about is actually Bill, mm -hmm. because he was, of course, obviously a military person. But there was a period in the 80s when, when you saw the beginning of MASH come on, mm -hmm. it was time to change the channel. But yeah. this was the final episode, and remember how it said goodbye? 
written in the, in the rocks uh, uh, is, yeah, is yeah. the helicopter drone. Right. More people watch that show than any other program in, his, in the history of, of television. Uh -huh. and, Do you remember this show very briefly called Aftermath? Yeah. It didn't last very long. No, it didn't. Jamie Farr, I guess, is like back in Toledo. Mm-hmm. And, and Radar is back, Tumble, Iowa, right? Yeah. <laughs> that same day, you could go to the record store and buy a, a, a copy of the newest record from Styx, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, mm -hmm. Domo. Uh -huh. And this is where we would need, need Nikki here because May the 12th, that tour came to Little Rock. Yeah. And she went to see Styx and it was this weird concept records, and she had this badass, like a baseball thing with, with the black short sleeves. Mm -hmm. On the back, it was Kilroy was here. Back in World War II, the many soldiers were getting girls pregnant. That was the thing. Kilroy was here. On March the 2nd, believe it or not, you could buy CDs while we lived at Grave back in 1983. Hmm. I didn't own one for almost 10 years later or a CD player until we were at Diamond Lock in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. While you reminisce about your first kiss on a waterbed after a long night at the skating rink, we're going to take a quick break to fix the TV antenna and hear from these great sponsors. I had to have an entire episode about Return of the Jedi. Check out the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary. We recapped the whole thing. We had to have an entire episode for Scarface, because they both deserve it. Make sure to download the iHeartRadio app so you can feel like a member of the Jetsons and be part of the future as well as the past. And make sure to follow along on Twitter at growing underscore up 80s for the latest in all of our 80s and 90s themed events and special guests. This is Sam Jones slash Gordon. I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> the most unlikely, I would say, in 83 to adapt to the MTV era mm -hmm. that really thrived was ZZ Todd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been around for about 10 years, overweight, bearded guys from Texas. Right. They released Eliminator on March 23rd. When I think of MTV in Greyback in 83, I think of... And ever girl crazy about a sharp dress man. Yeah. He had the car, yeah. a 1933 Ford Coupe. Uh -huh. He had the keychain mm -hmm. that had the ZZ on mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah, I okay. do remember that. And give me all your loving, all your hugs and kisses too. Mm -hmm. he had, and you had uh, uh, legs. Yeah. She got legs. She knows how to use them. The guitars had the fuzz on them. Uh -huh. Dusty Hill, rest in, in, in peace, he died last year. Should have sat down and have a whole other episode about the movie Valley Girl. Frank Zappa had an album called A Ship Arriving Too Late to Save a Drowning Witch. But what people remember was the track he featured his young daughter who whose actual legal name was Moon Unit Zappa. Yeah. And they were fascinated by this particular nomenclature that people in the valley, you're from California, you know what the San Fernando Valley is. Of course. Okay. Curated their own little language and to parody, he had a hit single called Valley Girl. Mm -hmm. And it's his daughter going, oh my God, gag me with a spoon and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. The very first lead from another 
Coppola. A lot of people don't know this, but Nicolas Cage is from the Coppola family. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He had a non-speaking role the year before in Fast Times at Richmond High. Mm-hmm. Now he's the lead, remember, as kind of the outsider in Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. God, I love this movie so much. I hadn't seen it in a while. <laughs> Unfortunately, the same day, Valley Girl premiered in the in theater. Muddy Waters passes away at the age of 70. This, this is something else that could have been its entire episode. Two days later, the movie The Outsiders comes out. Every single person in this film became a star. Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Matt Dillon, C. Thomas Howe, Patrick Swayze's in it. It was filmed up in Tulsa. You know the song, Jump Around. One of the guys in that band is Danny Boy. He is so obsessed with this film that he moved to Tulsa and bought the house that they filmed. Remember greasers? Renovated it, turned it into the Outsiders Museum. I contacted him. It's the 40th anniversary. What are y'all doing this year? Nothing. So that's why I didn't revisit it because in my mind, I'm going to go to Tulsa and I'm going to watch that movie in that house. I see. And it never materialized. Okay. We were fans of All in the Family. Mm-hmm. Then there, w- then after uh, the Edith, the, mm-hmm. the character, passed away in real life. That was one of my saddest moments. Totally. Oh God, yeah. He started his own show. Remember, it was called Archie Bunker's Place, and we loved this show. Right, yeah. He ran a bar the final episode of April. And on April the 14th, David Bowie releases the album Let's Dance. Who was on guitar on that record? Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's right. <laughs> we get... Sweet Dreams, The A-Team, Mama's Family, Quiet Rides, Mental Health, Def Leppard's Pyromania, and now we're getting David Bowie's Let's Dance. And it's only April. Mm-hmm. How often do you hear the singles from Let's Dance in, in 2023? I heard Let's Dance on the way over here. Produced by Nile Rogers. Right. It was every third video. Right. Let's Dance, China Girl, on and on and on. If you had gone to the record store that day, you could have picked up David Bowie's Let's Dance and the very first Violent Films album. We did not know who the Violent Films were till way until, but I'm proud to tell you that they did a 40th anniversary tour earlier this year, and I went to the show. Oh my! The next day, the 14th Flash Dance. Oh yeah. She's a maniac, mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. on the floor, and she's dancing like she's never dancing. To this day, I've never actually seen the movie Flash Dance, <laughs> but it was everywhere in '83. Mm-hmm. On the 18th, the Disney Channel begins. Think about what else 1983 gave us. Three, four days later, the debut record from Weird Al Yankovic. Oh my God! Greg Kinn had a record out at the time called "I Love's in Jeopardy, mm-hmm. Baby," mm-hmm. and his single was "I Lost on the TV Show, Jeopardy." Yeah. <laughs> Three days later, Cheech and Chong has their second film called "Still Smoking." The day before that, I turned nine years old. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ed Greyback. Oh my gosh! We went to McDonald's that day. And then had a party in our apartment where the kitchen was uh-huh. and the dining room table. Mm-hmm. I remember standing at the end of that table and Joe was there. Tommy was there. Next door, remember Sandy mm-hmm. and her brother Raymond were mm-hmm. there. Then Jennifer Jones and, and Tracy. And I got Mr. T. I know exactly what I got because I still have them. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only... G.I. Joe toys that I still have. In fact, that I still have from Greyback. 
I can remember going to st- Starlings and staring at this thing. And this was expensive. I must have put on layaway or something. <laughs> you probably, I think you probably did. What you were touching are not things bought off of eBay. You're looking at something that I held and played with at Gray back in 1983. That is something. Wow. After all these years, well, I have held on to these. My gosh, that is cool. <laughs> what do you think that means to me? A lot. <laughs> you can't imagine what it means to me. A lot. Wow. That is cool. I had the Mobat. I had the Vamp in 83. Wow. And I'm proud to say that I still do. You can't imagine what it means to me to still have this. And, yes. it can't, I, and I couldn't express to you what it meant to me to have it in 1983. I have moved a hundred times over 40 years, ages nine to 49, I still have these. And that little can of gasoline, how in the hell do I still have that? My goodness. <laughs> a lot of things started that we mentioned, a lot of things ended. On May the 10th, Laverne and Shirley ended. Oh my gosh. There was a spinoff of, 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 of Happy Days called Joni Loves Chachi, mm-hmm. it ended. On the 30th, Elton John comes out with his album Too Low, I guess that's why they called it the, or the, or, or the blue, there's a time on my, and the, I'm still standing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm thinking about it a lot for that time. Reach the beach. From the fix, one thing leads to another. Yeah, say by zero and all that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier with Bob Power, mm-hmm. with Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. On June 1st, the Talking Heads released. I could have done a whole hour episode about the album Speaking in Tongues. Burning down the house mm-hmm. and all that on mm-hmm. it, right? Oh, yeah. June 3rd, the, uh, the movie War Games. I had Barry Corbin on my show. Uh, talk, three days later, Donna Summer releases She Works Hard for the Money. Mm-hmm. And on that same day, Stevie Ray Vaughan releases his debut, Texas Flood. Were you listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan in 83? No. We were living over at the house on Honey Lane, and I was watching Austin City Limits one night. I'd heard the name, but never, never seen it before. And he came on, and man, I was hooked. I stayed up all night. That all was night your long. first time you'd ever heard him? Yeah. So this would have been at least 98, like 15 years later. He passed away before I ever heard him. In 91, yeah. Yeah. I ordered Texas Flood CD for my birthday. But you could have been listening to it at Greyback. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. That same day, not this would have mattered to us, but the first worldwide mobile telephone, the Motorola Dynatac, enters the market. You ever seen those cell phones that look like a giant brick? And it cost like $10,000. Another record. We could have done a whole episode on. On June the 17th, now this is the summertime. We're at Greyback. This is this is the second magical summer, okay? Mm-hmm. The police dropped their album, Synchronicity. And every third video was Every Breath You Take. Mm-hmm. Remember that? It was mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-hmm. It showed the, 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 the ashtray and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that over and over. Another suburban family morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said a grandpa screaming at the wall. There's only so much more that he can take. It's based on Carl Jung's uh, theory of synchronicity. Never thought you'd be nostalgic to hear we will be right back after these messages, did you? 
Remember, DVRs haven't been invented yet, so run to the bathroom and get back in time so you don't miss a single moment. I'm here with my friend Roy. He is talking all things pieces of me. This is Tiffany here. To always, always tune in to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. It was very short-lived. Thursday night, you and I would watch this show together. Love City. We loved this show. Yes. Tony Randall, being a type member, of course, from The Odd Couple. Mm -hmm. And I think it only lasted maybe one or two It didn't last very long. On June the 6th, it ended. I do remember. He had adopted her. June 8th, Eddie Murphy's Trading Places movie came out. There are so many video games. For Christmas this year, just the 50th anniversary mm -hmm. of Atari, they came out with an Atari handheld. Oh my gosh. And Jocelyn, or I should say Santa, got this for me for Christmas. It was in my stocking, and I want you to know right now that I have the ability, after 40 years, to play Yar's Revenge at the touch of my fingertips. <laughs> And there's like 100 games on here. It really felt like 83 was kind of the end of the 70s. Chips also ended, along with Laverne and Shirley. Mm -hmm. We went to the theater on Asher Avenue next to Sterling's apartment store right. to see Mr. Mom. I remember mm -hmm. that. Just going to the movies was, was a big deal back then. Then, on July 25th, you turned 39 on your 39th birthday. Metallica released their debut album, Kill Em All. Oh my God. <laughs> I bought their album, Master of Puppets. Right. In 87, four years later, because there was a guy at my school that had long hair and looked cool, and that's what all he talked about. And Jamie and I went in on this Columbia House thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you get the 11 tapes for a, for a penny, mm -hmm. but then they charge you like $100 per one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a scam. They went out of business, by the way. We, we won. And I picked out like five or six, and she picked out five. And one of my five was Master of Puppets. Oh, my God. And this was, would have been in 86, 87, mm -hmm, right? Right. So I had no idea who they were. But how funny is it that they debuted on your 39th birthday? Wow. Back. <laughs> the next day. Madonna comes out with her debut record. Holiday, Borderline. I mean, oh, Madonna yeah. mm -hmm. started in 83. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's something else. MTV was a concert presence in our house. Mm -hmm. But was. we didn't always have cable. That's right. On July 29th, on network TV to get in on the action, birth Friday night videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it didn't start till 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I had been at school all day, even though even though in July I, I hadn't, but like later on. Right, right, yeah. And I can remember it being Friday night and the fun, who's going to sleep at whose house and the mania of it and trying to stay up late. Even when we had MTV, I still wanted to see it, mm -hmm. but especially when we didn't. Mm -hmm. I remember this contest. Where if you called in and you were caller number or whatever, you would win a t-shirt. And for fun, I've been putting on my Christmas list 
last few years, I want the Friday Night Videos t-shirt because I never got one. <laughs> the opening had that little that little weird crystal turny thing that said Friday Night Videos on it. I seem uh, to remember that. On the premiere of Friday Night Videos, next. A weird TV look back there. It looks so primitive. The needle would touch the record. And there was like this blindfolded guy tied to the needle. See that? Oh, yeah. This was exciting. Uh-huh. I can imagine. <laughs> and I would just fight. Because I'd been up since 7 o'clock, you know, to go to school. Mm-hmm. And that, that thing right there, that's what, the t- that's what the t-shirt looked like, was that. Yeah, I do remember that. Tonight, on Friday Night Video, Michael Jackson, The Police. See, everybody takes. New videos by Elton John and Sticks. Special segments on the Beatles and the Doors. A video book between David Bowie and Duran Duran. A private reel on Rick Springfield. Plus Stevie Nicks, Ian Hunter, Eddie Grant, and Bonnie Tyler. Oh my For God. many of you, National Lampoon's Vacation was at the theaters that day. August of 5th, Risky Business with Tom Cruise debuts. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel's An Innocent Man. She's an uptown girl mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. August 12th, Smoking the Bandit 3 <laughs> came out. August 18th, Kaja Gugu's Cause you're too shy, shy. Hush, hush, I do I too. Yeah. Yeah. August 22nd, Kenny Rogers came out with an album called Eyes That See. It featured a duet with Dolly Parton called Islands. In the stream. And it drove me crazy. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. But that same day, we talk about video history. We first heard and saw the video for a song called Rocket by Herbie Hancock. Yes. Now, what do you remember about that video? Oh, my God. First of all, number one, it was the first time we I, I'd ever heard like in terms of hip hop, like record scratching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he was like a jazz guy, right? Right, right. But the video was so innovative because it had all those like an animatronic like thing. You remember, you know, Rocket goes, on September the fifth. This is where Howard Cosell utters in ending his career the monkey comment you know what this is i do i do I, I, he was the only white guy that muhammad ali would allow to interview him mm-hmm. that's true but at one point during a game on september the 5th he said something along the lines of look at that monkey run oh yeah yeah I and remember. that was the end that was I, a poor choice of words talk about things that begin that are still herminating in my life on September the 5th, He-Man and Masters of the Universe cartoon debuts. And a week later, so does the G.I. Joe cartoon. <laughs> that happened within seven days of each other. <laughs> On the 12th, the same day, so does Inspector Gadget. Oh, my God. And the show Square Pegs ended. Mm-hmm. Webster debuts on the 16th, the same day as the Mr. T Got his own Saturday morning cartoon. All right. On the 17th, Charlie Brown actually got his own Saturday morning cartoon briefly for a while. All right. As well as Alvin the Chipmunks, The Biscuits, 
Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Oh my god. And I could do a whole podcast about this. There was a cartoon that somehow turned the storylines of all the video games I was playing at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was called Saturday Supercade. Where suddenly Frogger was a cartoon. Cubert was a cartoon. Pitfall was a cartoon. So was Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. And because of the licensing and everything else, it has never been released on DVD. And if you try to revisit them on on YouTube, you get a quality not unlike what we just saw just now. It's almost oh, unwatchable. Okay. That same day, Vanessa Williams is crowned Miss USA. We know what happens the next year. Mm-hmm. On the 19th is the nighttime version of Wheel of Fortune debuts, along with, with game shows Press Your Luck, <laughs> No Whammies, No Whammies, and Love Connection. October the 14th, for the first time on the shelves, Cindy Lopper's She's So Unusual. <laughs> this is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I know. Yeah. She Bop, Lana Richie's Can't Slow Down All Night Long. Mm-hmm. At Geyer Springs Elementary, you had gotten me a little like AM FM radio. And after recess, you'd have to line up for your class. And I had taken this to school when you weren't supposed to. And All Night Long came on. And I risked getting this thing taken from me. It had a little dial on the side, and I cranked it, <laughs> and the whole line was dancing. Oh, my God. And I never got caught for it, right? Oh, you know? my God. October 16th, the Cabbage Patch dolls are now out. Oh, my God. I remember people, by Christmas time, were fighting over them, oh, you know, yeah. in the aisles. Yeah. On November the 1st, the Pointer Sisters have an album called Breakout that is one of my favorite records to this day, do you know the song Automatic by the Pointer Sisters? No way to control it. It's totally automatic whenever you're around. Yeah, I do know that. Simply automatic. All of my systems are down, 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 down. Automatic. I do remember and that. And of course, everybody knows the main single, The Neutron Dance. Yes. Which figures heavily into a movie featuring our good friend Eddie Murphy we'll be talking about next year. The next day, Chrysler introduces the Dodge Caravan, known as the first minivan. Oh my god. (laughs) On the 5th, the Pac-Man cartoon ends. And on November, eight days later, at the theater, begins A Christmas Story that we revisited this year, which I'm very Mm -hmm. proud of. On November the 21st, Duran Duran releases Seven and the Ragged Tiger. What singles do you remember? Nikki's friend Jennifer was obsessed, which got Nikki obsessed. Mm-hmm. We already knew about Rio and Hungry Like the Wolf mm-hmm. and that first summer of a great back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Remember how where Dad's apartment was, like a little hill to mm-hmm. get to the, to the courtyard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I had sprained my ankle at school. I was on crutches briefly, trying to get whatever... And the song called The Reflex is a lonely child attracted by the cold. Yeah, I remember Watching that. all electric clover. Isn't that bizarre? Remember yeah, that I do. And of course, I said a new moon on Monday. Union of the snake. And by- I saw them. 
this year for the very first time ever, believe it or not. Really? And it was fucking awesome. Like, they weren't like this oldie act playing the state for us. It, it, was, it was at the American Airlines Center, and it was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. And I was trying to get Nikki to go for old times' sake. Right, remember? yeah. He goes, yes. And if I listen close, I can hear them singers. Oh, oh, oh. And said, voices in your body coming through on the radio. Yeah, I the union of the stake is when would you and I ever be kept over you and I were watching Duran Duran videos I know so there's union of the snake the reflex and new moon on Monday that took over besides thriller of course right, right okay yeah two years prior to Wrestlemania in 85 the first one mm-hmm. Jim Crockett Promotions had their first pay-per-view called Starcade, and I recently revisited it. It does not age well, sadly. <laughs> okay, and that's how we're going to end this little tale. <laughs> On December the 2nd, the full year after Thriller, the album had come out, the Thriller video, he had partnered with Steven Spielberg, and MTV was hyping it as the, pun intended, the moon landing of all videos. Mm-hmm. And most videos were two minutes, three minutes long. This was going to be something like 10, I think it was like 13 minutes long, like a short film. Mm-hmm. Directed by John Landis, who directed Trading Places earlier in that year. They premiered it in the middle of the day on December. I can remember waking up that morning telling you I was sick and I couldn't go to school. I stayed home so I could see... Did I ever find out? <laughs> You're finding out now. Okay. When I think of 1983, G.I. Joe and the G-Man, Inspector Gadget, the Eurythmics, the one thing that captured me was Thriller. And that's why it was so important. The bedroom I came home to after you took me to Return of the Jedi was that bedroom. Yeah. The bedroom that when Thriller came out, when I went to sleep that night after seeing it was that bedroom. What's your takeaway? There was so much good music that came out. So much happened, actually. I guess every year has has their thing. Not like 83. 83 was rough. I lost my job with National Airlines. Roy's girlfriend lived in the same apartment complex, and she was a manager at a convenience store, and she got me a job. Why would Betty Harpool have employed you? I don't know. She also fired me. <laughs> Why? Why did she fire you? She said she was sitting across the street because she would watch me sitting in her car across the street. She thought I had taken money out of the register. Come to find out another employee had said she was taking money to the bank. And instead, she just took off with the money. So why did you take the rap for it? I didn't. I, in fact, I had to be a witness. <laughs> you went to court? Yeah. I had to... Did you ever apologize? No. I didn't do anything wrong. I was there every freaking night. I had to take a cab to work. I remember going up there and spinning because you worked the night shift. I did. If you were going to go to a convenience store overnight, that meant I had to come with you. That's right. This was exciting. Staying up all night. They had Pac-Man and pinball. and You would sneak quarters and yeah. to keep me entertained. Do you remember the time I walked all the way from the convenience store to the Baptist Hospital? Mm-hmm. When Uncle John was in the hospital? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. 
I could see it from the convenience store. And I thought, oh, you know. And we walked together. That was a long way. That was miles. Why was he in the hospital in Little Rock instead of Benton? He was taking cancer treatments. Her son, like, is this kind of overweight, kind of bully type. Mm -hmm. And they lived across. The only known motion video that it, uh, that I have of Greyback is there's no pro audio. This is silent. Mm -hmm. But during that summer, and it's me, it's Joe, it's Tracy, and that bully kid... Uh, Phil Collins had already had left Genesis. He had, I can feel it coming in the air. He went back to Genesis for an album. They had a single called Mama. And me and Betty Harpole's son would sing this because it's it's very much in the vein of In the Air Tonight. It has the, kind of the same vibe and feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Phil Collins he would do this weird fucking thing. Ha ha ha. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ugh. <laughs> and when it came to the ha ha ha, yeah. we were just, that was Friday night, Grayback <laughs> in summer of 83, man. <laughs> wow. Just the best time ever, dude. And we thought this was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, I imagine so. And, 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 but also weird. Right? You remember this at all? I do remember that song. Remember, Culture Club had a song called I'll Tumble For Ya. Mm -hmm. I'll Tumble For Ya. You, you used to sing that song, remember? Right. And, <laughs> but you changed the words to it. It came from this guy. I, so I would go, I'll tumble for ya. And he goes, I'll fuck her for ya. Uh -huh. It came from Betty Harpole's son. That's, who, that's where I got that from. Oh my God. I had no idea. The things that we did. Us having Thanksgiving there. that That's the real shit. Yeah, it is. It was a rough time. But one of my favorite places we ever lived. The people around us accounted for that, too. Absolutely. You know? I, mean, yeah. I mean, if it had been anybody else, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been what it was. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. But when I think about Cliff and those parties you would throw and, and <laughs> dancing to R&B records and, you know, and the place is covered in people like it was the 1960s or something. Know, yeah. Or even Mrs. Moore, Sylvia and her husband, Mr. Smith, Angela and her family, Jennifer Jones next door and her sisters, Bob Power. It was a gift. Yeah. And you don't get that very often. I don't think I've gotten it since. I know mm. I haven't. For my mom, Patricia, I'm your host as always, DJ Tricky Kid, a.k.a. Roy Turner. Thank you so much for joining us for a very pivotal time, as you saw and heard, in our life, 1983, 40 years later. I would love to hear your memories of what age you were and what your memories are of 1983. You've heard ours, not just the music and the TV shows, personal things. My mom and my sister that I shared apartment number three with at Grayback in Little Rock, Arkansas, our extended family, which were our neighbors, who lived uh, in our hearts uh, as well, that along with this amazing soundtrack we've illustrated for you today. We hope you have a wonderful and prosperous 2024. Happy New Year to everybody listening, and we'll see you in 2024. Happy New Year. 
Growing Up 80s and Groomed in the 90s isn't just the name of this podcast. It's also the title of a forthcoming docuseries currently in production, directed by our host, Roy Turner, chronicling real events in his personal life of growing up 80s in a small town in Arkansas. Stay tuned for release dates and premiere party information. Inquire within about investment opportunities on our website at tricky-kid.com. Growing Up 80s and Groomed in the 90s is produced by Tricky Kid Media and distributed by iHeartRadio.